Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Josh from Reveal, the leading parcel shipping intelligence platform. Reveal is enabling companies to really partner and work with FedEx and UPS. And it was just so enjoyable to have a conversation about leveling the playing field and the positive impact that has across the industry, not just on small businesses. Josh also told me all about how Reveal is helping businesses to ship smarter and save more and why they're so passionate about advocating for their customers. So if shipping intelligence is something you'd like to integrate into your supply chain strategy, make sure to check out this episode. You can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 357. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Ready to empower the people and improve the processes that grow your business? Esker's AI-driven solutions make it easy by delivering greater speed, strategy, and security across your entire enterprise. Visit esker.com today and learn why Esker is used by finance, procurement, and customer service leaders around the world as their trusted global cloud platform. Esker transform the way you work. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we start the show, I'm going to ask you a question. In North America, how many freight cars regularly move across the continent? As the rail industry continues to grow, what do you think? Well, let us know your guesses over on social and keep listening because I'll let you know at the end of the show. So today I'm joined by a brand that has designed a complete asset tracking solution that provides reliable trailer, chassis, container, and equipment positioning data. In the age of visibility, it sounds absolutely fantastic, but who does this solution belong to? Well, I will reveal all after the question of the week. So we asked you, what role do you see AI playing in optimizing supply chain integrations? We had almost 200 votes and 63% of you said predictive analytics, 30% of you said autonomous operations, 5% of you said quality control. Tom says, I'm tied for last again. AI will help all things supply chain. However, like any data accumulator and regurgitating software, it needs good data, not unlike slower data accumulation systems today. Hillary, I'm super excited about using machine learning and other AI tools to improve data quality. Good data gives us the foundation for predictive analytics and proactive service recovery. Eric says efficiency. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. We do ask you one every single Wednesday morning across the Let's Talk Supply Chain, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So head over there to be part of the conversation. Now back to today's episode and which 
innovative logistics brand is joining me today? Well, it's BlackBerry Radar. Launched in 2016, BlackBerry Radar is an intelligent, secure, and user-friendly asset tracking and monitoring solution. It provides reliable industry-leading visibility into a range of fleet assets, including trailers, flatbeds, chassis, and intermodal containers. Utilizing device hardware, a secure communications network, and a dynamic cloud platform. And it's Christopher Platt, Senior Vice President and General Manager at BlackBerry Radar, that is joining me for the show. Christopher has more than 25 years of experience in the transportation and logistics industry. His career has really been focused on advanced technology solutions that help companies improve operational efficiencies, manage compliance, and reduce costs. And those are really the words on all supply chain professionals' lips right now. So today, Christopher will be telling me all about how he's bringing that deep tech knowledge to BlackBerry Radar, the challenges and opportunities within multimodal, the ever-increasing importance of safety and compliance, and the future of rail. So welcome to the show, Christopher. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's great to be here. Appreciate the time. I know, and I'm so happy to have you here. We had Shannon on the show back in February. It was such a great episode because she talked to us about who BlackBerry Radar is and what exactly that you're doing. So for anyone who didn't check out that episode, go and check it out. It was episode 322 to find out just a little bit more about Radar. But today, we're going to be diving a little deeper into what you're doing, particularly within multimodal. And so I'm excited excited to get into that and get your take on it as well, because you've been in the industry for a while. And uh, I think this is a really, really hot topic right now. So before we dive in, do you want to sort of introduce yourself, maybe give us a taste of your background? Because I know that advanced tech solutions with an eye on efficiency, compliance and cost is really in your wheelhouse. So tell us about that. Well, I have spent a lot of time in this industry, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And first, I'll say Shannon's great. We're lucky to have her at Radar. Uh, she's a great representative of our solution and for the in- industry overall. So for myself, uh, I've been in the industry over 30 years. I started out, like a lot of people in this industry, as a, joining from the family. My dad was in the industry okay. for 38 years. Uh-huh. He got me in uh, back in the day. So I worked for a couple of transportation companies in operations, in sales, before moving into technology uh, over 30 years ago. So I uh, worked for uh, Qualcomm in the Omnitrax division for 18 plus years, selling complex solutions that dealt with compliance, safety, equipment maintenance, very uh, sophisticated technologies into the industry. I love the transportation logistics industry. Came to BlackBerry Radar five years ago as the GM and senior vice president. Uh, It's given me a chance to understand the intermodal industry. Awesome. I love the intermodal industry. It's underserved by technology and it's in a transition phase right now as more companies adopt technology and we're glad to be a part of that industry and, and that transformation. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you are too. I mean, you're a Canadian iconic brand, which is really exciting for me as a Canadian. Yeah. Um, but for anyone who missed the last show, give us just a quick overview of Blackberry Radar. Who are you? What do you do? What's new? What have you been up to since the last time Shannon was on the show? Well, we we are that Blackberry, like you said, an iconic Canadian brand. Uh, glad to be here. We're actually the last group that still builds a device uh, uh, at BlackBerry. So we've taken wow. all that expertise. So fortunate to have senior uh, engineers, uh, uh, technical experts on, uh, on our hardware side, as well as our cloud services side. But uh, we took, put that expertise to work for an asset tracking solution, specifically focused on trailers, chassis, and containers, uh, we've got a great device using all the BlackBerry experience and specific uh, patents. We have a lot of patents built into the solution ourselves. So we're in the intermodal industry. It's a great fit for us. Uh, our battery-powered device uh, works well with chassis, works well with containers. Uh, and along with our uh, wireless accessories, we're in the trucking space also. So great place to be. We're in the asset tracking business. Well, and that's great. And it's such a big topic right now because everybody wants to know where their stuff is. They want to know that it's secure. They want to know if the temperature is correct, if it's temperature control. You know, there's so many different things that can happen on the journey of a product or, you know, a trailer or a chassis. And we're talking lots of money on the line, right? We're talking real life, lots of money, lots of capital. And we want to make sure that we know where everything is, um, especially these days with everything going on. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, as businesses tackle the difficult landscape of the industry at the moment, we think about things like greater capacity, speed, and cost reduction. We're having more and more conversations around intermodal. So what does multimodal or intermodal mean to BlackBerry Radar? Yeah, for us, it's the the smooth transport of goods. Uh, yeah. Whether and it seems to me it's divided into a couple of markets. There's the North American market, certainly where there's a domestic intermodal interchange of goods and products, and then you look at the global market, and it's even more complicated, more sophisticated, bringing products uh, from Asia, all the touch points that are involved there. You think about it, just a product leaving the factory. When does it arrive at the port? When does it leave the port? When is it going to arrive in Long Beach when, or New York or uh, on the east, southern seaboard? When is it going to arrive? And then there's then the whole another chain of events takes place from there. So as you said from the beginning, Sarah, there's a lot of capital uh, tied up in it, but there's capital tied up in, in the goods itself. So mm -hmm. there can be very expensive goods or there could be very inexpensive goods in those containers moving across the globe. Uh, but there's also a lot of capital tied up in the assets themselves. Mm -hmm. So the cost of trailers have gone up dramatically over the past years. The cost of chassis, we ran into an extreme chassis shortage throughout the pandemic. Yes, so uh, the, the millions of dollars that asset owning companies have tied up in their assets, is it's astronomical. Uh, companies have to find ways of being efficient with the assets they own. Uh, or make the choice of just buying more assets, but they could be more effective. I think a lot of companies have 
determine they can be more effective with the investments they've already made. And that's where we come in. We help companies not just protect the goods that are in their trailers, in their containers, but also protect their investment in their assets as well. Well, and that's really, really important. You brought up the pandemic, right? And I know that there's, I believe there's still some empty containers sitting around the world that got left there after some medical supplies were delivered, right? And not bringing, being brought back into rotation. And so how are you managing that? How are we getting some of those containers back into the fold? So, you know, talking about the pandemic, but to current times right now, what are some of the challenges that your customers are talking to you about? Like, what are some of the key issues that you're seeing, you're helping to solve for? What kind of questions are they asking? Because I'm sure it's very different from, you know, even just a year, maybe two years ago. Well, visibility certainly is what you touched on there initially is where are my assets and what are they doing? You know, all of us just driving down the street can see containers parked on the side of the road, trailers, chassis. Do those equipment owners know where their assets are and what they're doing? Uh, Although the technology's been deployed for years, there's still a lot of companies that have not deployed. I, I break the market into two segments in that area. There's there's a group of companies that have been using asset tracking for a long time. They understand the value of the data. They're uh-huh. effectively using it in their operation. But there's still a group of customers out there and asset owners that haven't deployed technology. So it's their first toe in the water as far as how to leverage the technology effectively and uh, as you indicated, there's there's a few key things they're looking to do. They're looking to reduce costs. Uh, mm-hmm. They're looking to improve the service to their customers. Uh, and they're looking to use their assets more effectively. Mm-hmm. So we get that from both from the customers that have already deployed and the new entrants. You know, they, they have to think about what do they want to get out of the technology. And that's one thing about our industry. Every company is a little different. Uh, every company has different priorities, whether it's utilization or customer service or theft. So that's why it's important to work one-on-one with the customers, understand their specific needs. And that's what we'll be doing at the IONA conference. We'll be meeting with customers, talking to them about what they hope to accomplish, what their key pain points are, so we can apply the technology effectively to solve their specific problems. Absolutely. And I'm going to be there too. IANA Expo, September 11th through 13th in Long Beach, California. And um, yeah, it's a great place for folks to really better understand what it is that you're doing at BlackBerry Radar. But question for you, why wouldn't they be looking at asset tracking? Like what is the, what is the one thing that you kind of come up against all the time as to well, why they wouldn't? Yeah, there, there's a good Good question. Uh, uh, usually it falls into two categories. One, they think it's too expensive. You know, mm-hmm. we're in a we're in a cost focused market, very yeah. difficult uh, industry. The transport sector has uh, traditionally uh, lower margins than mm-hmm. other industries. So uh, you've got to watch your dollars carefully. These companies that are still in business is because they're watch their dollars carefully. So cost is one, right. but also just the ability to ingest technology is all also a concern of customers. You know, if they invest in it, is their company capable of leveraging the data to make mm. meaningful changes in their business? So that that's something that's important. You can't underestimate 
the need for companies, once they do uh, uh, invest in the technology, do they have the change management in place to do things differently, uh, yeah. to look at the data, to make changes, to implement it in their operations? So that's what I see. Those two main things, cost and then the, the cost of change and doing things differently. But I mean, really, if you think about it, wouldn't it cost you more if you don't have it? I mean, let's just let's just put it out there because I really like, you know, you're going into this and you're like, you know, this might be this is how much it's going to cost. But then at the end end of the day, why are we being so short sighted if we think long term and we think about what that's going to bring to our business and the cost savings? I mean, isn't going to isn't it going to cost more not to have this asset tracking? There is no doubt about it. I am just completely convinced that the ROI is fantastic and rapid in our technology. You know, it's just uh, companies just need to jump in. Uh, we do pi- we do free pilots. We allow customers to test the technology, and customer after customer, once they start seeing some data, they see things they didn't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know in asset tracking. You don't know that your chassis is now across the country and that's outside of your service area. Or you don't know that somebody's using your trailer in an unauthorized manner until you actually see it and you know it's happening. Uh, so the ROI is just tremendous. The costs have come down dramatically. The technology's improved. The more more data we provide, more data than other providers that you can leverage. So I, I agree with you. The ROI is huge and jump into it. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, it's coming for sure. Every asset yeah. will have a, an asset tag on it, uh, tracking it. So the sooner you start, the better off you'll be learning how to use the data to your advantage as a company. Well, that example that you used of your um, equipment being used by some somebody maybe unauthorized or in a manner that could get you in a lot of trouble. And it kind of makes me think of identity theft. Right. Like you really need to have your assets being tracked, because if that is used in some sort of criminal activity that comes back to you and just think about the amount of work and everything that you're going to need to do to prove that that had nothing to do with your company and things like that. Like I just sort of correlated the two, because as soon as you said that, I immediately went to identity theft. Right. That's your name going down the road. Right. The asset typically it's branded with the company name. So you want to have control. You want to be able to manage that. And unfortunately, it happens more often than people think. There's there's people out there connecting to your assets and, and using them for their business uh, uh, when you wow. could be using them for yours. So unfortunately, it happens. And we've got to put a stop to that. Yeah. So let's talk about security and maybe some safety and compliance um, because, you know, that's really top of mind for a lot of people, especially when you're giving us that kind of example. What does that look like with BlackBerry Radar? Uh, those are two areas we target with our technology. I, we just covered briefly a couple of things about theft and security. But on the compliance side, it, it's a bit more straightforward uh, for trailers and chassis. They have uh, inspections that are part of compliance for safety uh, in that area. And that's something that we've done some nice work on. And um, we'll be uh, doing some demonstrations and talking about that at IANA as well. But, uh, you know, there's there's annual FMCSA inspections in California, the, 
the, the bid inspections are required quarterly. And we have a case study of a customer that was behind, uh, you know, 25% of their assets had overdue inspections on them. Uh, it's hard to trap the, the assets to get your trailers in the yard and, and then know that inspections do. We did a study where we associated the inspection due date with the asset location, with the maintenance yard to provide uh, maintenance personnel a report of all the assets that were in their yard at the beginning of each day with a past due or inspection due in the next 30 days. And this company was able to uh, cut their past due inspections in half in the first 90 days. And within six months, they were caught up and looked forward to proactively managing their their inspection requirements, part of compliance. That's a big thing in our issue. And uh, we have technology that solves that problem. We have, we have use cases and case studies that prove uh, we can be effective in that area. You know, and I think about that example, and I think about paper calendars, I think about electronic maybe notifications on your Google calendar or your Outlook calendar. I think about a whole wall of different colored sticky notes <laughs> to try yeah. to manage which trailer, you know, has a past due inspection or is due for inspection. And, you know, that just brings me so much overwhelm and anxiety. I can only imagine what it would be like to have it in one single platform, knowing that the data is correct, right? Because we're all, we're only human. I mean, when we're doing things manually, things get overlooked. There's mistakes happening, things like that. Um, and really just that notification in your email to say, hey, this one's coming up in 30 days. You need to book it. One of the most basic things of our industry is, is a yard check report. You know, what equipment do I have in my yard right now? Right. Or what equipment yeah. do I have, you know, staged at a customer location? And, you know, this this business is really still a manual process in many ways. You know, mm -hmm. we, we talk to customers that send people out to do yard checks, count, manual, paperwork, uh, you know, what, what's the trailer numbers in my yard? But the problem is, as soon as you walk back into the office, it's outdated. Right. So, you know, uh, people have traditionally have thrown personnel at issues to, to solve problems like something simple, like an automated yard check that can be done. Uh, that's an example of reducing costs, more accurate information, real time. Uh, you can work with your customers more effectively. We, we have a large customer that needed to have data relative for their conversations with their customers. The customers would say, I need more equipment or I don't have enough equipment. And the asset owner would say, hey, you're holding on to my equipment too long. You know, <laughs> and it's not right to have these debates back and forth with customers. If you have data, it changes the conversation. Look, here's here's what's there now. Here's what the uh, history shows on a monthly basis, annual basis, how many pieces of equipment, how long you use them in your yard. So uh, it helps in that way, Say in the sales area, customer relations, having good data-driven conversations versus the manual outdated process we touched on there, Sarah. Oh man, I envision the email ping pong that goes yeah. on. Hey, yeah. you yeah. have my trailers. No, no I don't, don't, I need more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have my trailers. No, I don't, I need more. And that's yeah. across like days. That doesn't happen within two hours. 
<laughs> That's true. It's so true. It's a manual industry. It's been built yeah. up that way over, you know, century. And right. and so now it's moving into the next phase of technology. Yeah. So um, you mentioned large customers. So who do you help? Who are your customers? Like if I'm sitting in the audience and, you know, I want to look into maybe a free pilot with BlackBerry Radar, what do I need to look like? Like what's a large customer to you? Do you service the small to medium-sized businesses? Tell us who is the ideal client for BlackBerry Radar. Well, we we spend a lot of our time and our focus is on the intermodal industry. So we we have a what we think is a leadership position in intermodal, uh, and but we're also with private fleets. You know, if you have a private fleet, we we do very well in that area. One of our largest customers, a private fleet, they have on thousands of trailers. Um, so uh, we work with customers down to fifty assets. So okay. small, medium, and large. Our largest customer has tens of thousands of units. So we're used to working with large customers as well. Um, So, uh, but the profile is uh, enterprise accounts. We do very well with uh, companies that can ingest data. Uh, We have very very strong API solution that uh, brings data into their systems as well as our very strong SaaS software enterprise solution as well. So um, the profile is enterprise customers that have a need that technology can solve, we'll work with them uh, almost any size and as complex as they come. Can you talk to me about that free pilot program? Like, what does that, what does that look like? And what generally happens after that? Yeah, good question. Uh, So our pilot program, you know, and our solution is made up of, of three components. There's, there's devices that you attach to your assets. Uh, There's over the air communication. Well, there's support that comes with it, but there's also the SaaS software. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, in a pilot, we pick a number that's a viable number, uh, which will give you uh, enough information for you to make a decision at the end if it works for you or not. So uh, that could be five units, could be 10 units, could be could be more, but that's all no charge. We'll, we'll, we'll send out the devices, you put them on your assets, we'll work with you do training, installation training, activate them. And then then we do a series of training sessions weekly. We meet with the customer. uh, We we set up the dashboard to do specific reporting for issues they're looking for. Uh, We do training on the capabilities of the software, uh, the dashboard, so you get a full, uh, robust look at what the geofencing, the alerting, uh, the reporting, the dashboard, so we have pretty sophisticated software that, you know, can be customized to your needs. So you put it on, you run it, and and you start looking at the data. You know, is it accurate? Is it timely? Uh, Are there things I see that I was unaware of? Uh, And is it meeting my needs? So we check those boxes, working with the customer. Sometimes things come up they didn't expect. We're flexible. You know, we run through this process to make sure we meet their needs. That's the goal at the end of the day. Does it help their business? Does it have an ROI? Uh, Are you interested? 
Amazing. That sounds like an amazing program. And thank you so much for giving me the overview of that. Now, I want to ask you about an example, because I know you've been giving us some um, examples of how you help your customers and what that looks like. But I want to ask you for another one, because we're talking about intermodal, right? And I believe that rail yard data is a little bit difficult potentially to utilize, ingest. And I think what you do at BlackBerry Radar really helps with that. Can you just bring to life an example of how you've helped with that rail yard uh, data or maybe not relying on that rail yard data? And what was the ROI to your customer? Because I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well... uh... The transition in domestic intermodal from, from, from rail to chassis to the road is something we'll be talking about at IONA. And it's a, it's a weak point in the supply chain. And there's, there's issues there, uh, issues around timing of the data, uh, issues around utilization, issues around your drivers. So all those can be addressed through effective use of technology. So we know that uh, when a train arrives in Chicago, it's loaded with intermodal containers. Um, as, as a as a trucking company, as a customer interested in the goods on on that train, you want to know when is it going to be available? When can I pick it up? When can I move it to my warehouse? When can I put it out for delivery? So, uh, with good visibility, both from the chassis and the container perspective, uh, uh, there's value to be had there. So. We provide uh, container on/off on our chassis, for example. So when the when the container moves from a chassis onto a chassis, we know that container uh, that chassis now has a container on it. Mm. When that when that chassis moves over to the staging yard, we know that that chassis with a container is now in staging and it's available for pickup by the carrier. Mm. So that's important information. Sometimes we hear that. That information isn't available for days, or it may be delayed, or it may not be completely uh, up to date. So having technology, it it can help the rail lines. Uh, It can automate many of their manual processes. It can help the the IEPs, the chassis owners, can help the container owners, the trucking companies, and and drivers when they go out there, uh, you know, they want to know that that asset is actually there for pickup. So right. wasting driver times with the ELD mandate, time is money for drivers and drivers mm-hmm. a shortage of them. So we got to take care of the drivers. So yeah, providing them good information. So we've been able to automate that process, make it more efficient, uh, provide good uh, ROI for all those uh, participants in the value chain there. Well, and I also think part of the ROI, um, because I don't think a lot of people know this, but billing is only done at certain milestones of a shipment, right? And so I think one of the ROIs that you've helped with in that particular scenario is um, either errors in billing or the actual billing process, being able to bill it out faster. Super important to to customers, uh, uh, the billing side of it, you know, and uh, we've done a couple things in that area. Um, for one specific customer, we've automated the entire billing process, uh, taking away gate entries and exits or having people at the personnel at the gate by literally doing a virtual chassis pool. Uh, when, did the, when did the chassis leave? How long was it out? And when did it come back? Uh, and that 
can create billing uh, files and, and create a very accurate billing process right there. By the way, does it have a container on it or not? That, that may impact the billing. So we're in deep studies with uh, important customers right now on how to improve the billing accuracy uh, of by automating geofence entry and exit. The, the initial data is very good. You know, um, wow. so it, it's extremely accurate. It has to be accurate if you're going to do billing based on it. Or maybe we're just filling a gap. We, we hear, you know, two to 10 percent billing errors first on gate entry and exit. You know, if we can fill that gap, uh, close that with accurate data, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of value there. And, and we can do it. And we're proving out studies as we speak. Amazing. I mean, think about that, right? You're you're talking about cost reductions on one side, but the other part of it is that revenue and bringing that money in faster for those organizations. And That's so true. It's it's so important, especially to small to mid-sized businesses, even enterprise businesses. I mean, getting that revenue in um, is extremely important. So we've talked about some of the challenges in the industry right now. And we're seeing different organizations talk in the media about how they plan to approach the third and fourth quarters of this year when it comes to stabilizing and exploring new areas of opportunity. What do you think the rest of the year and into 2024 is going to bring for the industry. And we're going to link to an article that talks about self-help strategies um, to recover all the money in the Canadian port strikes. And so is there kind of like a self-help component to what we're looking at and how we're looking into the future? I know I'm kind of asking you to get your crystal ball out. That's all right. Well, we know it's interesting times. Uh, this past quarter, you know, this year, uh, certainly different than the pandemic supply chain issues we had, you know, where you couldn't find a chassis and, and equipment was heavily utilized. There's been a slowdown. There's no doubt about it uh, uh, around economic activity. Uh, right. I actually think it it's a good time to look at technology as companies are are being frugal and being very conscious about the service uh, where maybe it, in when robust times and things are going crazy, it's harder to implement technology. This is actually a time where you can get your assets, you can you can get devices on them in an efficient manner and prepare for the next wave of craziness that will be right. coming our way. But there's never a bad time to uh, implement technology to improve efficiency and and drive down costs. So I think the economic situation is going to remain. Uh, inconsistent over the coming quarters, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and be proactive, right? If anything we learned from the pandemic is we can't be reactive in supply chain. We need to be proactive and we need to make sure that we've got the right data and the information flowing in that we can use and be proactive. So finally then, what does the future hold for BlackBerry Radar? Do you have anything exciting coming up? Uh, we we have a lot of exciting things coming. So, uh, you know, we we've got a number of strategic initiatives in place for us. You know, number one, we're gonna it, we're expanding the portfolio of our solutions we're bringing to the market. So, uh, one size does not fit all for customers uh, in this market, as you know. They they vary from large strategic enterprise customers to medium size very good users of technology. Some just want to get their foot in the water. So we 
we've expanded our portfolio to meet the different needs of those customers. So uh, that's one of the things we're doing with different, more devices. But we're also uh, investing heavily in giving our customers more value. And that, that comes from the software side of our, our platform. So we're, we're ingesting more data from different sources. We're presenting it in more effective ways. So uh, we've invested trying to make the technology easy to implement. So that, I think that's key for our industry. You got to be able to plug and play, get value out of it. So we're looking to uh, uh, provide more value to our customers, expanding our portfolio, uh, continuing to invest in intermodal, specifically around some needs around what chassis does my am I pulling, uh, who's the trucker, and uh, and what's the container on top of my chassis. So. Uh, we're doing some interesting things in that area. So a lot, it's never a dull moment in this industry and always room for improvement. Yes. And you're going to be again at IANA Expo September 11th through 13th in Long Beach to talk all about these topics that we talked about today. I think you're going to expand on them. You're also going to be able to show off your platform a little bit more. So hopefully we're going to see you there. And if you are there, definitely come say hello to Christopher and myself. So the rise of logistics connectivity and shipment visibility systems have really given the intermodal, multimodal, and global shipping industries a boost. And while rail is a really important part of that growing industry, a lack of visibility has been a concern for supply chain professionals until now. BlackBerry Radar is bringing visibility to the industry through its telematics solution that delivers data and insights into fleet assets and the cargo they carry. Engineered for intelligence, its purpose-built asset tracking devices are easy to install, low maintenance, and long-lasting to minimize operational disruptions and maximize your ROI. And did you have a guess at today's big question? Well, at the top of the show, I asked you, in North America, how many freight cars regularly move across the continent? Well, the answer is a huge 1.6 billion across 180,000 mile rail network. Did that surprise you? Well, it definitely surprised me. So if you want to find out more about BlackBerry, head over to blackberry.com forward slash US forward slash EN forward slash products forward slash asset tracking. A massive thanks to Christopher for joining me today and to the team at BlackBerry Radar for making this episode happen. Thanks so much, Christopher. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. Now, if you have a supply chain challenge, 
we have most likely had the solution on our show. And so use the search bar, put in a keyword, all of those episodes will come up and you'll be able to find out about those companies and whether they're the right fit for you or you are the right fit for them. And remember to come back next week and I'm going to be joined by Alexis for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. Alexis served in the U.S. Navy as an engineer and supervisor in the reactor department engine room on board the USS Ronald Reagan before embracing her passion for writing and pursuing a career in media. What a career change. I absolutely cannot wait to ask her all about that incredible journey and what she's learned along the way, because I'm sure it's going to be eye-opening. And so make sure you don't miss it, and I'll see you then. If you enjoy our show, there's there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook. We're also over on Instagram, TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool at letstalksupplychain.com and sign up to get your free supply chain dictionary. Plus, when you're looking for cutting edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain, where do you go? What about when you're on a mission to find like-minded professionals and cultivate relationships that go beyond emoji reactions? And what about when you're trying to generate leads, build campaigns, and get ahead of the game in the unique world of supply chain marketing? Supply chain has been missing a single collaborative hub that brings people and ideas together in an environment that is safe yet stimulating for everyone until now. Welcome to the Secret Society of Supply Chain, a private network for the supply chain community, one platform that's as dynamic and innovative as you are. Focusing on industry learning and career development, as well as networking and community, the Secret Society of Supply Chain hosts all the content, connection, and creativity you need for supply chain success. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com, take the quiz, and join the waitlist today. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.